0: the roundup plenary, the next 10 years. I look forward to the next 10 years. It's going to take me that time to learn what I need to know about mediation. Because I uh, am much better informed after today's conference but I am still acutely uh, conscious of the um, gaps in my uh, knowledge and the gaps in my practice. So uh, I look forward to that. A future for mediation, where are we going to be in 10 years' time? Um, <coughs> difficult for me to say, but I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic. Um, I, I know that um, things don't move as quickly as they uh, should, uh, but uh, the, the, the very fact that ADR is uh, a matter for judicial instruction, seems to me to augur well uh, for the future. Um, I learned in my session this afternoon that there's a lot of criticism of the judges and their lack of understanding, uh, their failure to give mediation the proper uh, boost, uh, their failure not to get the parties by the scruff of the neck and force them into mediation. And so it seems to me that in the next Uh, 10 months uh, rather than 10 years, I'm going to have to try and get involved in some of the judicial training to give a boost to ADR insofar so far as I I can. Um, I think we have to concentrate, not only on the the, the judges, um, (coughs) a beleaguered, Species, it seemed to me this afternoon, an ignorant lot. Um, <laughs> but they're very nice, actually. They're very nice. Um, I think we're going to have to expand uh, other means of encouraging m- mediation uh, and, and somehow raise its profile, uh, particularly um, with the, the users. Um, and uh, that is an initiative uh, John Siddle is particularly keen uh, to advance. Um, Others encouraging signs um, uh, arose out of my attending the the academic subcommittee, Uh, and learning from uh, six academics at different universities, uh, one from Scotland, Uh, that although uh, mediation and ADR generally is not a recognized uh, discipline, uh, it is being taught, especially at postgraduate level. And whereas uh, not long ago, uh, there were barely a handful of graduates prepared to undertake the course, now there are more trying to sign up for it than the trainers and the uh, dons can actually teach. And so among the young, there does seem to be a willingness to learn about it, and through the young, they will inform the old codgers. And I thought that was seriously uh, good news. So altogether, um, I'm hopeful, but uh, Bill Wood, knows everything that there is to know about mediation. So where does he uh, see 10 years hence?
1: Um, I'm cautiously optimistic too. I think that um, the bedrock of what we're achieving is in the work we do in the mediations. I think an irreverent parallel would be uh, reflexology. You can preach reflexology, you can put up posters about reflexology, you can have reflexology websites, but until you've had it done to you by somebody who's good at it, you're not gonna ask to have it again. Um, When you do your mediations, um, there will be people in there, in that room, in the opening session, who've never seen it before. And if you do a good job, and you look carefully, and you listen carefully, and it goes well, they'll come back for more, and they'll use it again. And so in a peculiar way, and what I'm really saying is almost whatever the CMC does, as long as you as individual mediators do the work well, keep concentrating, keep fresh, um, that steady viral growth will happen. Now that's, so in, in a way I'm saying that's why I've got a bedrock optimism about it, because I believe in the process and I think it, 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 it will continue to sell and it will continue to spread. But we, we, what conferences like this do for us is just to bring us into contact with thinking like Peter Adler's like Reverend Tutu's, and we absolutely have to keep doing that to keep our, um, keep our freshness of approach. We have to work on the structures, we've got to have a good website, we've got to have good accessible information for the public. But in a way, I come back to saying we've all just got to keep doing the job as well as we can.
0: Your reference to reflexology reminds me of when uh, the bar began to teach advocacy uh, to uh, their uh, student barristers. Uh, and Lenny Hoffman, my Lord Hoffman was in charge of this. He got extremely shirty with me when I darted the use of advocacy training for students, remarking that I thought it, it was uh, as likely to have success um, as um, the attempt to teach the pleasures of sexual intercourse by reading uh, Masters and uh, uh, Johnson's handbook, handbook brackets, sick close brackets, uh, on sexual technique. But it's practice that makes perfect. And it's only practice that can teach you what it is about. And so the more we practice it, the more we're going to
1: enjoy it. (laughs)
2: That,
3: Richard <laughs> I, I, I'm going to try to follow that. I don't know if I can. Um, I'm neither re- uh, pessimistic nor optimistic. I'm realistic. Uh, when I uh, saw this title, Ten Years uh, On, I thought it was a bit of a joke because I've been here for ten years. I'm the longest serving member of this group. And we had no idea when we started where we would be now. So it's really impossible to predict. But I thought about this and said, well, but how have we gotten so far? And wh- what is the key to our success so far? And this is where I'm going to do some uh, something. Uh, it's in the chairman. It's the vision of a chairman. Uh, this. CMC was founded by Brian Neal, Sir Brian Neal, who was here before. I don't see him. He's, he's left. And he's a visionary. And the joke which he just reminded me, and I confirm with him, in the 1970s, he decided that IT and technology should be part of the law. In the 70s. And he rented Lincoln Inn, Lincoln's Inn for a big, big event. Lincoln's Inn. Seven people showed up three were from his chambers. <laughs> so he's the one that decided that CMC should exist. Then we had his chairman, Lord Slynn. Unfortunately, Lord Slynn was ill when he became chairman and uh, didn't uh, was not very long. But if anybody's familiar with the Slynn Foundation, which Brian Neal and Henry Brook and Paul, Paul Randolph are all involved in, they're spreading <coughs> A lot of good work and mediation and other English principles throughout Europe. Another visionary, then Henry Brook, um, who in the 80s I think was in part of the whatever modernity exists in the bar, he was one of the people that put it in the place. And he always tells it, yes, not only did we do that, but we emptied the bar's wine cellars of their best wines. <laughs> so now we have Alan. And um, it was interesting, he's a bit of a visionary. He told us his personal story about why he came to England and he had enough vision to know a country he didn't want to live in and a country that he lived in. And his family background is very important, or the fa- not family, but the family law background and the family court background, because I think he's got the vision to create, which Henry Brook designed, this type of umbrella over all types of mediation so I just want to say that the key to the next 10 years will be in a successful choice of chairman and following the chairman. And I hope you agree with us that it took us a year to find Sir Allen, but I hope you agree that we've done the, a good job and that we have quite a few years to support you in making a success of this.
2: Thank you, Sir Alan. I I thought I would take my thoughts uh, slightly differently um, and talk about what I think is likely to happen in the field of workplace and employment mediation over the next uh, 10 years and just talk about some of the things that I see uh, developing. There are three or four areas. Uh, The first uh, relates to risk. And I think in our community, we are still struggling to get buy-in at board level in relation to mediation and conflict resolution. Uh, But we are making some ground in helping organizations to see that conflict represents a risk um, to organizations. Um, Right now, about 60% of organizations have a chief risk officer. Um, and I think that's likely to to grow further. Uh, For the first time last year, two of the boards that I personally work with um, incorporated the issue of conflict in their risk and assurance framework. And uh, for for me, that was a a huge um, milestone. But in relation to to risk and what we might see in (coughs) 10 years, I would love to see that corporate insurance policies uh, have discounts in place on premiums where organizations have a conflict resolution framework uh, in place. The second category is it relates to um, fraud. Uh, a- as we know, there's not really any cases that are black and white in relation to um, mediation, it's full of shades of grey. Last year, the CIPD in- indicated. Uh, that we experienced a 14.5% increase uh, in fraud. BDO Stoy-Hayward report that fraud is costing uh, the country about two billion pounds per year. And for most HR professionals, uh, they would say that fraud is pretty black and white. If someone's committed fraud, then it's an instant dismissal. But shades of gray can emerge when um, in one case, I, I recall someone overclaiming expenses uh, by a few hundred pounds per month. That then accumulated over a year. And the reason they gave for doing that was because the organization had give them, given them no pay increase for a couple of years and they were working 60 <coughs> hours a week. So it was their way of claiming something back. And when the dismissal process started, what unraveled was that there were a, a high number of other members of the team doing the same thing. And the organization realized that it would have a, um, tremendous difficulty uh, if it dismissed not just one, but six or seven uh, employees. So it had to think very differently about how it would go uh, about trying to resolve that uh, dispute. Uh, other types of areas in relation to fraud that are increasing are things like people working, um, whilst they're sick. And personally, I'm seeing that a lot in areas such as the fire service and, and the police service. So incorporating mediation into cases that we would normally see as fraud, I think in 10 years we'll see differently to how we see it today. Third area is employment tribunal fees. Um, we're, we're waiting to see that introduction. It's not going to be too long before employment tri- tribunal fees are introduced for the first time. It will help to reduce the burden on the public purse. Uh, But in 10 years, I would love to see us arrive at a position where there is a link with employment tribunal fees paid by claimants uh, and fees matched by employers. And part of that fee going towards um, mediations being um, conducted. And the fourth and final area is in relation to what I see developing in careers. I think it was 1999 when uh, the first high profile person in this country uh, announced his move towards a portfolio career. Uh, that was Alan Layton, and we've seen much more of it happen since then, and I think it's going to continue. The Office for National Statistics indicate that 335,000 people uh, became self-employed uh, last year. And a portion of those will move to work in the area that we are in. And organizations will continue to have a a challenge to consider whether they have in-house schemes or whether they bring in external mediators. Um, And I think part of the growth in mediation for individuals to try and establish themselves within that period will be um, that there will continue to be an increase in niche mediations, I think that's come up already today, having an area that people specialize in rather than having six or seven areas that they will work across. Uh, So those are the four of the areas that um, I wanted to to highlight.
0: Thank you, John.
2: Thank you, Sir Alan.
4: The um, first thing that struck me when I looked at the uh, next 10 years was um, Was it referring to mediation, or was it referring to the CMC? Because in a sense, uh, they are intertwined. Um, Let me start with perhaps the easier one. So far as 10 years on in the next 10 years for mediation, let me be bold, uh, I predict a bright future, Um, not necessarily orange. Um, And indeed, my choice of tie today, a yellow one, a sunny future, blue lines on it for blue sky thinking. Now, <clears throat> mediation will grow, uh, I have no doubt. But will it grow in a way uh, and at a speed uh, that we'd like to see it do? Um, that I think is the, uh, the important question in some ways. Um, there is an opportunity, uh, indeed perhaps an obligation for those of us within the mediation community to influence the speed and direction of travel? Um, there will be greater mediation, but do we want to find, and it was quite interesting hearing uh, the reflections that, uh, that Peter made in his uh, uh, reflections uh, uh, earlier on uh, of, of some of the consequences and where they found themselves in, in, in the States. Perhaps there is a, uh, a, a real opportunity here for uh, the CMC uh, in this context to, to shape uh, that, uh, that future to bring clarity. We had the debate around accreditation and uh, that, of course, is important, although it needs to be brought to a conclusion. But at the same time, I only see that as um, as, as part of the direction of travel. The more important thing, as indeed uh, Bill was touching on in the questions uh, he posed at me, is uh, how do we take the, the role of uh, the CMC forward? Uh, recognizing that I think uh, everybody within this room would say, well, uh, There is a good amount of mediation, but not enough, and certainly not enough to to fuel the careers and interest of those who who want to get more heavily involved. Um, The role, so far as I'm concerned, uh, is to inform, to guide, to uh, assist, to assure, to facilitate, to educate, but not to train, that's not our role, and certainly to promote and to provide a forum through which best practice can be uh, developed, uh, and shared uh, across uh, a range of uh, interests. Uh, there is also clearly a role uh, to to set standards, uh, but I hesitate to use the word regulation. I mean, there's clearly a debate around uh, how far that should go at this stage, and for my own part, uh, I see it as a subsidiary element. There needs to be um, a, 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 a real development of quality and a confidence, and that's something that I think the Uh, the CMC uh, can focus on. One important point that I I certainly want to raise, and uh, I I express it as a personal viewpoint, it's not a board position (coughs) by any means, I think if the CMC is going to have the impact and and, and drive the uh, agenda forward, uh, it won't do so if it simply holds itself out to be purely and simply a trade association. Uh, And as Sir Alan was uh, touching on earlier, Uh, In in, in continuing its close and important association as a mediator and mediation provider organisation, I think the engagement needs to go broader than that uh, with users, with business, uh, those ultimately who we are bringing to the market uh, or bringing to to mediation. Mediation, uh, again, to pick up on one of the points uh, made earlier, it seems to me it's not the end in itself. It is a means to an end. Uh, we're actually uh, across society and that's uh, captured in the uh, the current mission statement uh, of the cmc to inspire all sectors of society to use mediation when managing and resolving disputes uh, and uh, it seems to me that we should uh, not lose sight of that focus uh, and by taking um, uh, that way forward uh, we can engender the the trust and the confidence uh, in which we can help to set and shape that agenda but I think it will be a stronger agenda for the involvement of those who are not simply um, uh, mediators and mediation providers, uh, accepting that uh, the agenda will be driven largely uh, in, in that way. So, in terms of key points, uh, if we go forward, a focus on users, a very strong focus on promotion and communication uh, of mediation in all its forms. Uh, And I deliberately make that point also. I think uh, if one approaches it in terms of where we want to be, uh, it must be that the mediation community uh, works together and in partnership and across the the various disciplines. Uh, That will set uh, challenges of its own. And certainly uh, in the period of time um, that uh, Sir Alan and I have, have been involved, we've already started discussions with groups. Uh, that can contribute to that debate. I'm thinking particularly, for example, of the Family Mediation Council, where to the outside observer, uh, it would probably seem rather strange that the mediation community is uh, apparently somewhat disparate. Uh, and so there are some challenges and opportunities there. So I think the CMC must uh, must change to prosper uh, if we are to to play our, our, our full role. Uh, and that isn't uh, in any way to underestimate the tremendous progress that has been made over the the first uh, 10 years. Um, that in turn will uh, require resource. Um, now is not the time as we come to the end of uh, the session to, uh, to focus in too highly on that. I think what can be said are a couple of points about the resourcing. Uh, firstly the CMC I think has earned its spurs under the um, uh, excellent uh, treasurer guidance of, of Richard. It's always lived within its means uh, and has been a good organization from that point of view. Happily, we go forward under a a new regime now with new thoughts building on the progress that's been made. It will require resource. Um, But even when I look at that, that's not simply in financial terms. Uh, And I come back to the role that the CMC can play. If one thinks and adds up all the expertise and experience uh, and ideas and thoughts around this room, some of which have been expressed today, there is already a tremendous body of. Uh, support and resource that we need to tap into and make sure that it's presented and developed in a cohesive and coordinated way. And I see it as very much being uh, within my role uh, as we try and build uh, the mediation um, uh, practice and understanding and awareness of use of it uh, to capture as much of that resource as possible. But there's no hiding, and let's not have a debate about it this afternoon, uh, that we will require more resources and more funding. Uh, in order to deliver the sort of agenda which I think all of us would want to do. And I set that as a bit of a challenge. Uh, and I would encourage each and every one of you to go away today with the thought of what can you personally, what is the single thing uh, that over the next year or 18 months or a shorter period, what can you do to really promote the cause of mediation, accepting that there is a strong level of practice uh, at the, uh, the commercial end, amongst those who, who have uh, built up a, a strong reputation and delivery, Lots of, the part of, lots of the mediation market are working very well. There are others that clearly aren't. Challenges within the, uh, against the backdrop of uh, what's happening in the small claims side, challenges as to what's happened in the community side. Uh, and I very much hope that what we can do together and collectively and in partnership is to make that happen. It would be, uh, it's, it, the, there are some choices to be made. There are some challenges to be, uh, to be, to be met. Uh, and I have every confidence, uh, certainly, uh, seeing the resource available and the support of the, the board that we have and the commitment that there is that we will make significant progress. I think it would be remiss of me to issue the challenge of what are you all going to do? Um, let me make a personal challenge or um, offer up a personal commitment to start a ball rolling, which is somewhat unscheduled, and I can safely make it out of the earshot of my good wife who's not here to shoot me down. Um, but. My commitment to the CMC uh, is one day a week, effectively, 50 days a year, one day a week. Uh, that is um, a challenging task to, to really help you carry forward the mediation agenda. Uh, my offering commitment today is to increase that commitment over the next six months by a further day a week pro bono. So so that is 25 days. That gives us a starter for 10. Um, I was going to say it is a call for arms, but somehow in a mediation context, that would seem (laughs) (laughs) somewhat out of place. But you'll know what I mean. Uh, It's good to uh, have had the opportunity to meet some of you today uh, and indeed to renew some old acquaintances. I look forward very much to working with you uh, and making sure that between us um, we feel very confident about... Uh, where we will be in 10 years time with mediation center stage. Thank you.
0: Having heard John's vision statement, um, I was uh, myself going to tell you that the terms of his employment um, are that he devotes himself to CMC for one day a a week. Uh, Thank you for the offer, uh, because I already know from working with this horrible man that his one day a week uh, has 72 hours in it. (laughs) And I'm sure he will uh, give every minute of it uh, to advance us. We've we've got a few minutes left. If anybody has any burning issue uh, to raise uh, and more particularly to indicate something they want us to do which we are not stick your hand up there's one hand from the lady uh, over there
3: um hello my name is joanne holland and i run small claims mediation Um, i was interested to hear all of your sort of visions for the next 10 years um, and wondered where odr fitted on your agenda well sorry where ODR online dispute resolution fitted on the ten-year vision. Now we we've uh, oh you've got the, the, the master right in front of you Graham Ross. Uh, we just started to talk about it in the last uh, in the last board meeting in connection with the EU directive, mm-hmm. um, and we're following it from the EU directive point of view. Uh, But it's just starting. I mean, it's not part of a 10-year plan yet, but I know Graham has been working on it for probably 10 years, and it's getting closer. So, obviously, for my sort of practice, we will be embracing ODR. Would we get the support of the CMC in terms of, you know, we'll be doing things differently? It's gonna be harder to demonstrate observations, and we're going to have to look at things very differently So will the CMC support us in that? Uh, Speaking for the CMC, I mean, I can only say that it will support any form of mediation. And uh, ODR is, the directive's gonna make a difference. It's a completely different type of a game, Um, just like small claims is. It's all, it's a new world too, but we have to support this type of thing. If we're gonna be in mediation, it's not only civil commercial. The whole idea is to expand to all types of mediation and ODI would certainly be included. Okay, thank you. Um, Elena
0: from Moscow wants to have a, uh, say a few words, please. At the back, please, David. Thank you very much. I would like to thank for inviting me to this wonderful conference and to see this enthusiasm and trust and uh, the energy to move mediation forward in the UK. Um, I just wanted to say that I'm from International Mediation Institute, which was mentioned several times here, and to say that um, CMC uh, can count on our support in whatever you endeavour to promote mediation, to make mediation mainstream, and to make it really a global profession. Thank you very much. Else, a burning desire. Well, I think the man at the back got up first. If you could. No, no. Um, Anthony.
5: Anthony. Uh, it's just a quickie, really. Um, uh, I, uh, uh, John Siddle had mentioned earlier on about the um, addressing the whole thing about mediation to users. Um, and <clears throat> in the last week, um, uh it, our association in north of england uh had the difficulty of uh, um, uh, g- attending a large trade conference jointly with the chartered institute of arbitrators because we do a lot of things jointly and finding that this this little dalliance into the commercial world um, uh, did attract a number of people to the stand but our uh, our, our excellent little uh, talk there were 1500 uh, businesses there. Our little talk on dispute resolution and ADR attracted an audience of four. Selling mediation directly to the SMEs and and users of mediation is not easy. Um, And uh, there have been other experiences where we are... um, uh, giving talks about mediation say to the Institute of Purchases and Supply and, and uh, HR directors and things like that that is targeted. Um, one thing I think that the CMC could do is look at national trade associations and chambers of commerce and institutes of directors at the national level because there if they start talking in terms of putting dispute resolution clauses in all their members' contracts and providing that baseline advice on how to resolve disputes in their manuals, it gets us off to a good start. So at the national level, it's just a suggestion that that would be an area that is worth um, looking
2: at, but certainly at a local level. There are could could I just points. say something on that? Perhaps that's timely. We could try that again. Sir Henry. Uh, did write uh, to a number of organisations, including the IOD and the CBI, um, but perhaps we can revisit that um, to see if we can get some more engagement. It's
4: certainly very much on the agenda, I mean, we've we've got one or two dialogues already organised, and uh, you know uh, we, we we want to get that engagement going, seeing where it takes us. Thanks.
0: I'm going to draw to a close, I'm, I'm sorry. Um, it's nearly 5.30, well it is 5.30. And so, uh, it re- remains for me to thank you for coming. And thank you... <laughs> for- oh. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for participating uh, generously and, and wisely. We value that, we depend on that. Uh, Please, as David has asked you, fill in the return and be as critical as you like. Your views are are, uh, important, and uh, they will shape next year's conference. Uh, This conference uh, would not have been possible without the enormous help and contribution from our sponsors. There they are, the IDRC, ADR Group, and JAMS International, they have been uh, generous to a fault, uh, and we are immensely grateful to them. Thank you very, very much in, indeed. Um, a few other unsung heroes. Uh, like him standing over there with a roving microphone. He's, he's one of those graduates who uh, is at Queen Mary College, uh, Alex Dunlop and Ida Maboub, I don't know where she has disappeared to. Um, they were here to help, as they have, uh, and I think have learnt an awful lot uh, from today's conference, but thank you to them. The conference wouldn't have been possible, of course, without David Richbell organizing the whole thing. Uh, And so uh, uh, to him, we owe enormous uh, thanks. Uh, If if he was the kind of inspiration and the one who uh, set the agenda, uh, it still wouldn't have happened without the efforts of our indefatigable, energetic uh, registrar, Tracy Stewart. Uh, You're not going to escape by standing at the back of the hall. Up you come, please. (laughs) Take a bar. Thank you. (laughs) And a small token of our affection. Thank you very much. I can't end, as Peter ended, uh, with the recitation of the high oratory uh, of that American judge uh, preaching the virtues, or, or was it the vices, of whiskey? Uh, in the Ward family, it is much shorter than that. The acronym is LGP. It's LGP time, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, the reception is outside. LGP, if you haven't worked it out already, stands for Let's Get Pissed. (laughs) Go and enjoy yourselves, please.